You may not be surprised to learn that people are spending more time than ever before on social media. What may be surprising to you is to learn that people are spending more time on stories than they are scrolling their newsfeed. In fact, stories have contributed to an average increase of 20 minutes per day on Instagram. That's pretty crazy. This tool is a free and very easy way to keep your followers engaged on Instagram. So why aren't you using it? My goal for this podcast is to convince you to be more consistent posting to stories, and I'll even throw in some of my best tips and tricks for using Instagram stories. Stay tuned. You're listening to episode number five of the Social Media Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Marilena Lamp, and it is my purpose to help you increase your online presence and grow your revenue with tangible and inexpensive online marketing tips. So I'm calling this podcast, Why Every Small Business Should Use Instagram Stories. But really, I'm covering a lot more than just the why. I cover a lot of the how, so I will give to you my best tips and tricks for using Instagram stories. But before we get into all of that good stuff, I want to talk about what exactly Instagram stories are. So they are 15-second videos or pictures, so clips that last about 15 seconds, and they are only available for 24 hours from the time that you post them. So Instagram stole that from Snapchat, and it's working out pretty well for them. So if you post a story, your profile picture will appear at the very top of the Instagram screen and um, your followers can click on that and they'll watch your stories. So if you have a story to be watched, your profile picture will have a pinkish orangish ring around your profile picture. And once you have once sorry, once your followers have watched that, then your picture will have a gray ring around the picture. So they can always go back and re-watch the stories, but only for 24 hours from the time that you posted them. Now, if you don't have any stories to be watched, your picture will not appear at the top of the screen. And if someone were to click on your profile page, your profile photo will have no ring around it as well. The order in which stories appear at the top of the screen depends on two things. Number one, the time of the story's post. So the most recent stories get bumped to the very front. And number two, how engaged that follower is with the stories that appear. So if you're really engaged with a profile, you are much more likely to see that at the very front of the line because Instagram has determined that you find their content relevant and valuable. And so therefore, they want to make sure that it is at the front of the line on your screen. So that leads me to a really big reason no, wait, two really big reasons why you should be posting on Instagram stories more consistently. So first of all, the more you post, the more opportunities your followers have to engage with you. And if they have more opportunities to engage with you, they have more opportunities to like you and trust you and hopefully, ultimately, buy your product or service. And then number two, because your followers are more engaged with you, Instagram is going to put your stories, in other words, your profile picture, at the very front of that line because they have realized 
based on their algorithm that because his follower is always watching your stories and likes your posts, that this follower must find your content very relevant and valuable. So Instagram wants that person to open up their app and see something that's very relevant and valuable to them. So they're going to put your picture at the very front of that story's line. I want to get into the how with Instagram stories. So there is a lot of information on that World Wide Web about what is the best trend, best practice when you are posting on Instagram stories. And I got to say that I'm only going to speak to my own experience. Um, Ultimately, what works best for you depends on your followers and your target market. Uh, Because what is going to work really well for me, may not be the best option for you. So here's my advice. Take it or leave it. So the first thing I want to talk about is the frequency. In other words, how many times you're posting a day. So I have found around 10. So 9, 10, 11 Instagram stories a day is really a uh, good number to stick to. But here is the key. It's got to be throughout the day. So you don't just want to like wake up at 8 a.m., I don't know if anyone even like wakes up at 8 a.m. I know I wake up earlier. But anyway, when you wake up and just post 10 stories and call it a day and be done with it. Because as I mentioned earlier, part of the algorithm of where the stories are aligned or how they are aligned has to do with timing. So the most recent ones tend to go to the front of the line. So if you're constantly posting like 10 times throughout the day, that means that your profile picture, your stories get an opportunity to be at the front of the line 10 times a day. So I follow a handful of people who will post more than 10 times a day and maybe they found that works best for their market. But I know that I personally get really bored, um, especially if they're posting like five stories in a row of them doing the same workout. Like that's really great for them that they're working out. I definitely want to support that. But um, I don't need to see you sweat for what is that over a minute straight. I'm kind of over that. So uh, again, that's just me. If you find that your market really enjoys that, then stick to it. But for me, I have found that 10 posts a day is really the sweet spot. Okay. Another how-to with Instagram stories is because it's photos or videos, you can either Take a live photo. In other words, you can just use the camera through the app or you can go into your camera roll and take pictures from there. Same thing with videos. So you can take a video through the app. And in a lot of cases, people like to use filters or any of the other uh, applications that are available through Instagram. Or you can simply take something from your camera roll, take an old video and post that to your stories. Now, one thing that is kind of cool is that Instagram does continue the story on. So um, what I mean by that is in the past, they used to cut it off after I think it was like 30 seconds. The video would be cut off after 30 seconds, but now they just continue on to the next story. My next tip might be new information to you, but it probably won't surprise you. And that is the more Instagram products you use on your stories, the better your algorithm score, if you will, will be. So here's what I mean by that. When you post stories, you have the option of adding text and stickers like the date and time and temperature and emojis or GIFs or engagement tools like polls and surveys. 
And the more you use those, the better placement you're going to receive in the stories line. And the reason behind that, as we can imagine, Instagram wants you to be using all of their products. They want to reward you for keeping your customers engaged with these tools. So they're going to bump your stories to the very front of the line, which leads me to my tip of use those items. And I'll go into exactly best ways to use those items depending on what your purpose is with your stories. On that note, I want to talk about what I believe to be are the best purposes of Instagram stories for small businesses. So number one, it is a really great way to brand your business so you can build brand awareness through Instagram. Number two, building relationships with your customers, building that emotional connection that your customers have with you. And number three, and very intentionally number three, not number one, is promotion. So I will go into those three purposes, again, branding, building relationships, and promotion in detail right now. By the way, I think you should know that there are 1 billion, with a B, billion, 1 billion Instagram users. That is so freaking crazy. That is so many people. And there's 500 million Instagram story users, people who are active on Instagram stories every single day. 500 million. That is just so, such a large number. Okay, let's get back on track with my three purposes of Instagram stories for small businesses, starting off with branding. So branding has to do with what do you stand for? What value can you promise your customer? And the most common example, I believe, in the marketing world is Nordstrom. And if you're not familiar with Nordstrom, it is a higher-end retail clothing and home goods store, and it's mostly in malls. And even though they have higher end clothes, that's not their value. Their value is extremely excellent customer service. In fact, I remember reading a case study about how excellent their customer service was in business school because it's what a lot of retail stores strive to be. Another example of this, and maybe this might age me, but is Lily Pulitzer. And she has a clothing line and it's all really bright, colorful, floral prints. And I, growing up, I loved it because I'm into colors and florals and I was a very girly girl growing up. I guess I still am. And so if you look at her Instagram stories, you will find that all of her stories are very bright and vivid and feminine because that's what aligns with her brand. So she is promising her target market, who is someone who's female and who is lively and is probably the life of the party and isn't afraid to express herself with her bright clothing. Um, She is promising this person that they can be fun and express themselves with these bright, cheerful colors with their clothing. So that's an example. Okay, number two is building relationships with your followers. And this one, I believe, is probably the most important part of Instagram stories, or maybe just the greatest opportunity within Instagram stories. So unlike traditional marketing campaigns, and by traditional, I mean TV, magazine print, where you have a general idea of who's watching and who's reading, Instagram is a direct line of communication to your customers. So now not only can you see the generic demographics, but you can actually talk to someone one-on-one with Instagram. So use that to your benefit. 
Don't forget that people are choosing to follow you. So this is not like the magazine ad where you might see something that's relevant to you in that magazine. People are choosing to look at this intentionally. So make sure that you are delivering something that is relevant and valuable to them. With Instagram stories, people want to see the real you. In fact, and this probably is not going to surprise you, people find it much more trustworthy to see unedited and raw Instagram stories versus really cleaned up and edited marketing campaigns. Not to say that there isn't a place for really filtered and polished photos. I believe that's a really great thing for your feed. But for stories, keep it raw and keep it in real time. Like You can post something as it's happening. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to talk about failures or hardships because what this is doing is this is making you more relatable to your followers, which ultimately is going to help them build trust with you. And as we know, the better emotional connection they have with you and the more they trust you, the more likely they're going to buy your product or your service. Which brings me to this question, which I hear a lot, and that is, why would they buy this from me if they could just get it free online? If they could just search Google or they could just go to YouTube, why would they pay me for this? And the reason is, is because they have an emotional connection with you and because they trust you. So that is one reason why Instagram Stories is really great for small businesses because it's an opportunity to build that trust with your followers. In addition to your followers learning more about you, you can also learn more about them with your Instagram stories. And this is by using engagement tools such as polls and surveys and questions. So within Instagram stories, you can ask questions of your market to determine what their preferences are. And maybe it's something that you didn't expect or that you were surprised to find. Um, A good example of this is determining which shoes match this dress better, the gold ones or the black ones. I always like to see those because um, eventually the followers will get to see their response. And so it's always kind of fun to see like, oh, do I fall within the majority or not? Um, Obviously, that is like the most unqualifiable, if that's even a word, market research. But hey, it's something and it is a way to keep your followers engaged and to learn what their preferences are. Another way to use these engagement tools is to let them ask you anything or ask the leadership of the company anything. And then, of course, follow up with that. So after you post this question and you start to get responses, you can actually post the responses, like whatever questions they have, and you can respond to them as well, either in a video in which you're talking uh, to the question, or you can simply type it out as well. But again, it's a way to keep your followers engaged, and it's a great way for them to see that you actually are listening and you are responding to whatever questions they have. If you stick around until the very end of this episode, I will offer you some of my own ideas for using engagement tools in your Instagram stories. I've seen some really creative uses of these tools, and I just wanted to share them with you. But for now, I'm going to go into purpose number three, which is promoting your business. So I intentionally did not list this first, um, and that's because people don't like to be sold to. 
So if people feel like that all you're trying to do is just push product and services on them, they're going to tune out really quickly. So it's important to keep the promotion few and far between and make sure they're make sure that you have relevant and valuable content in between your promotional posts. As I talked about earlier, Instagram provides a direct line of communication between your followers and yourself. And so you want to use that to your advantage. This is one way within your stories, you can always say, send me a message if you're interested in this. Or um, if you have 10,000 or more followers, you have the ability to hit swipe up. So uh, you could post something about this product and say, swipe up for more info. And when they do that, you're actually directing them to a website in which they can either contact you or purchase the services or products that you're offering. Another way to promote your business on Instagram stories is to demonstrate the product. So show how it's being used. Or if it's not really a product to show, you could talk about the success that you've had using it. Or better yet, you could have customer testimonials. So in other words, other Instagram users talk about the success they had using your product. I think one of my favorite ways that I've seen products and services being promoted with Instagram stories is the behind the scenes, like how something is made. I just find that so intriguing. So even though you're not necessarily selling this service, um, at least people can build trust to see how this product is being made. Another way is to talk about the products that you are showcasing at an event. So let's say that you are a event planner and you are going to be present at one of the event planning shows. Those are pretty common, at least in the area that I'm in. Um, you could always say, hey, come find me at booth four and offer some type of incentive or freebie for people to come see you at that booth. Another way to promote is to talk about time-sensitive promotions. So you can say something like, a sale on these really cute, I don't know, jeans goes on sale in two days. And you can actually have a countdown on your stories. And I bet you didn't know this. People can actually subscribe to this countdown and they will be notified when it's over. So maybe two days wasn't a good example because stories are only 24 hours, but um, you can also just do it for the day of the sale and put that countdown there and people will know that there's only eight hours left until these jeans go on sale. So that's another great way you can promote your products or your services with Instagram stories. And finally, as I'm sure you've seen, there are so many ads on Instagram stories. Now, we don't know the analytics behind this. I don't know how well they work, and I don't want to give you any false information. So maybe that will be a later podcast when I do more research on how useful Instagram ads are or Instagram story ads are. Um, but based on how many I'm seeing, I'm guessing that they must be pretty successful, although I personally have never intentionally clicked on one. So um, that's another suggested use of them. I don't know how pricing works. And again, I don't know how successful they are, but the option is there. Okay. So we talked about what Instagram stories are, and we talked about what I believe to be are the best purposes of Instagram stories for small businesses. Now I want to get to my favorite part, which is metrics. So on Instagram stories, you can see how many people watch your stories. And if you have insights for business linked to your account, you can actually see what the demographics are of the people who watched your stories. 
And because followers have the option to just completely swipe and ignore your stuff and go on to the next profile, you can see when you lost their attention. So if you see that the number is fairly constant going through all of your stories, that's a really good sign. That means that what you are posting is valuable and it's relatable and people care and they want to watch it. But if you see that there's a pretty significant drop-off at a certain point, then maybe that's when you realize, okay, that doesn't matter to my followers. I need to find something that is more relevant to them. So every business is different. But what I have found is that weekends are a little bit slower online in terms of social media, I mean. And I have my own theory behind that. And my theory is that on weekends, people are engaged in their real life and they're out doing fun things and they're hanging out with people or they're spending time with family as opposed to their normal nine to five Monday through Friday when they want a little bit of a mental break. And so they tend to go on Instagram and Facebook and whichever other social media, Snapchat, Pinterest, you name it, just to get that mental break from their job. Um, And then they also, at least I, tend to check it right before I go to bed and first thing when I wake up, I know it's an awful habit, but I'm constantly checking social media as just kind of uh, what's going on in the world and a little bit of a mental break. And I guess over the weekends, I don't think people need that as much. So all of this to say that you want to keep track of when people are online, when your followers are looking at your content, and what is getting the most engagement. So, wow, you have stuck around for this long. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you listening. I think to date this is my longest podcast. Um, Anyway, you're here, so I want to talk about some of the really creative ways I've seen engagement tools being used. So engagement tools mean the polls, like the yes or no questions, but you can change that yes or no to anything that you want it to be, or the questions in which people can respond. It's like a free response. They can respond with anything, or they can even ask you questions. So let's first talk about this poll, the yes or no. So at the end of a promotion, you can ask, do people want more information? And don't offer no as an option. Offer two different types of yeses. For example, I've seen a few people offer something like, yeah, sign me up or okay, I'm interested, but I'm scared. So at least you're giving people the option to show their actual emotion involved in that. And of course you want to follow up with them by sending them a direct message and just filling out the waters. Another way I've seen this used really cutely, is that a word? I don't know. I'm making up my own vocabulary today, I guess, is um, an Etsy shop that specializes in jewelry. And they wanted to see which one their customer liked better with this outfit. Do they like the yellow earrings or the red earrings? And so My response was, you know, just a fun response, but it kept me engaged and also let them know what people tend to prefer without, with that particular outfit that they showed. Ooh, I love this one, a vintage clothing shop. So vintage clothing that really specialized in like the 70s and some 60s. So they posted pictures and they said, are you more of a John Lennon or a Jim Morrison? And so they let people vote on which one. And they kept on going with this. Um, Are you more of a 
Dave Grohl or Kurt Cobain. I guess they're not really vintage, but rock and roll, I guess, has a lot to do with vintage. So that was kind of fun because people kind of just got to like wager their own. And even though they may not have received a lot of info about their market with that, at least it kept their followers engaged. I've seen coffee shops ask, do you prefer hot coffee or iced coffee? So I think everyone has a pretty strong preference on that, at least during specific times of years. And um, they were able to just keep their customer engaged with that. Okay, let's talk about the questions engagement tool. So this one looks like it's black and white and it will auto-populate with ask me anything, and but you can change that and you want to type in something um, that your customers can respond to with a free response. And one thing that they can respond to is by creating their own question. So I think earlier in the podcast, I gave the example that I solved with that one company did in which they let their followers ask their leadership any questions. So this allows your followers to get to know the leadership. And it doesn't have to be like those really serious, like where do you see the projection of the company going? But it can be something like, hey, where's your favorite Mexican restaurant? Just something that's fun and lighthearted. And I really like the idea of having that leadership respond to that with an actual video response. Because again, it shows that they're listening and it also shows their own personality, which again, builds trust. That's what we're all about here, building trust. Another one that I've seen is restaurants asking what seasonal favorites are of their customers. And I find that the more specific you get with questions, the more likely people are to answer. So it can be like, what is your favorite holiday cocktail? I think everyone kind of has their own, obviously, if you're over the age of 21. Or you can be a bakery and say, what is your favorite cookie to eat in the summertime. So this is actually one way that not only can you get to know your customers, but you can kind of get some ideas if you're looking to change up your menu and see what your customers are interested in and what's popular from them. And of course, I love the idea of a countdown because it allows your followers to be notified of your product when a store is opening or when a product is launching or when a product goes on sale. So it encourages encourages engagement and they're much more likely to actually go to that store opening or buy that product because they've been notified of that. Well, that was a lot of information. And I think it's just because I'm really passionate about Instagram stories. I really like what they do. I think they're fun. I love that they're so raw and unedited. And I love giving insight to my personal life. And I like seeing other people share their personal lives as well on Instagram stories. I hope that you learned something from this podcast and you're able to go back to your business and determine better ways that you can engage your customers with Instagram stories. If you liked what you heard today, and if you want to hear more about growing your online revenue, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. By hitting subscribe, that means you will never miss another social media mompreneur podcast ever again. And since we're on the note of making up my own vocabulary, I want to thank you and say happy Instagram storying.